Hello and welcome to Diving into Diabetes, the podcast where we explore the latest advances and the best practices on individualized diabetes care. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Goldenberg, and with me today on the program is Dr. Alice Cheng. Uh, welcome, uh, Alice. Today we'll be discussing with uh, Dr. Cheng the concept of renal impairment in type 2 diabetes with a focus on second generation basal insulin. So let's get started, Dr. Cheng. And uh, obviously, our insulin-treated patients uh, with type 2 diabetes may be at risk of hypoglycemia, but is there any enhanced risk when we bring renal impairment into the equation? So should we be paying even more attention to hypoglycemia in patients who have kidney dysfunction? So absolutely, we should, Ron, uh, because people with kidney impairment are at increased risk of hypoglycemia for a number of reasons. One may have to do with the, the fact that they have renal impairment, the therapies they're using as antihyperglycemics, some of them may in fact accumulate as a result of their renal impairment. In other situations, uh, there may be, depending on their degree of renal impairment, perhaps reduced oral intake. Uh, that could be a problem. And then as the renal impairment gets much worse, there may be uh, some reduction in, in renal gluconeogenesis and therefore higher risk of hypoglycemia as well. So absolutely, in, in patients who are living with chronic kidney disease and renal impairment in diabetes, the risk is higher, particularly with sulfonylureas, and then as well uh, with insulin therapy. So we do need to be cognizant of the doses that we give in those patients and uh, make adjustments accordingly. That concept about renal gluconeogenesis, I find very interesting because I think most clinicians, when they're thinking of gluconeogenesis, think of the liver or hepatic gluconeogenesis. And I think you just reminded us that the kidney actually does play a role in gluconeogenesis. And I think maybe the message related to our talk today is as, as kidney function fails, you also get uh, less renal gluconeogenesis, which obviously could contribute to a problem of hypoglycemia. So let's move on and discuss a little bit about treating uh, patients who have uh, impaired renal function, especially with GFR levels below uh, 60 with uh, basal insulin. And, you know, we have uh, NPH from many, many years ago. Uh, then we launched into the first generation basal analogs, including Glargine U100 and Detamir. And more recently, there's been the shift to the second generation basal analogs, which, as you know, include Glargine uh, U300 and insulin Degladec. So let's just pause for a minute and uh, discuss uh, a comparison of these newer second generation basal insulins to the first generation analogs in the context of probably trying to reduce hypoglycemia in patients with renal impairment. So the, the second generation basal insulin analogs were, were designed, were created with the intention of improving the time action profile so as to reduce the risk of hypoglycemia. So as I often joke, unlike in people, when it comes to technology, next generation is better than the previous because it was specifically designed for that reason. And therefore, the, the data that compare insulin Degladec or insulin Glargine 300 with the pre previous generation, Glargine 100, consistently demonstrates similar efficacy because these are treat-to-target studies, however, less hypoglycemia. And, and that is, of course, a benefit to the patient in terms of making basal insulin safer 
uh, and therefore making the titration a bit safer and, and therefore should translate in the real world with uh, better glycemic control or at least reducing the burden of hypoglycemia in, in our patients. Yeah, so I guess if we know the patient is at risk of more hypoglycemia because of impaired kidney function, it makes sense to start thinking uh, uh, when you're in the basal insulin space about the second generation rather than the first for that reason. So then there becomes the clinical question of uh, if you've decided to prescribe a second generation basal insulin, you have two options. You have insulin degladec and Glargin U300. And uh, I, I think it's fair to say they're both excellent options compared to the first generation. But is there any clinical uh, data, especially in the chronic kidney disease patient, comparing these two second generation basal insulins? So to date, there are no randomized controlled trials comparing these two basal insulins dedicated chronic kidney disease population. What we do have, though, are two randomized control head-to-head studies in a broader population. So there was the BRIGHT study, which was head-to-head glargine 300 versus insulin degladec in insulin-naive type 2 diabetes, and a fairly broad population on anything but insulin I was able to get into that study. And what it ended up demonstrating was what the title of the paper said, which is more similarities than differences between these two second-generation basal analogs. Similar efficacy, similar overall hypoglycemia, but less hypoglycemia in the titration phase with Glargine 300. But to answer your question specifically, though, of the the renally impaired population, there was a pre-specified subgroup analysis for the primary endpoint of A1C reduction, looking at different GFR cutoffs. And it turned out that the group that at baseline had an eGFR under 60, there was actually a lower A1C achieved with Glargine 300 with no increase in hypoglycemia. So this was a pre-specified sub-analysis. I would say it would still be hypothesis generating because it is a subgroup analysis, but it, it certainly is interesting. And then when we looked further for in a post hoc fashion, uh, as I mentioned, there was no difference in hypoglycemia. So certainly suggestive that maybe Glargine 300 in that vulnerable population with lower GFRs may have an advantage in terms of glycemia without increasing hypo. What's interesting, though, is that the CONCLUDE study, which is the other head-to-head randomized controlled prospective study comparing these two basal insulins, demonstrated in their overall study that their primary endpoint was not met, so there was no difference in the hypoglycemia for their primary endpoint. And when they did a post-hoc sub-analysis of different GFRs, they found no difference. So the overall concept of more similarities than differences, I think, is, is still holds true between the two studies, but su- subtle differences in terms of their, their renal analysis. Uh, excellent summary. Uh, I guess it's hard to compare Bright to conclude because, well, there are different studies, but there are also different populations of patients. But all of us as clinicians like to try to compare uh, studies, and it leads to interesting debate. I'm a bit fascinated by that kind of unexpected finding of a better A1C lowering with Glargine U300 compared to Degladec in the subgroup who had a GFR less than 60. I think it was a bit unexpected because they're treated to target in these studies and titrated, and you would expect the A1Cs to be uh, similar. And it would be 
speculation, but you just wonder if maybe there was an easier time up titrating the Glargine U300 over time in the study because it's forced titration and they were able to achieve a better A1C lowering and maybe there was somewhat of a more limiting factor in that subgroup who was on Degladec. Now, you, my thinking is maybe it would be hypoglycemia in the Degladec group that limited you, but you said there was no difference in hypoglycemia. So I guess so we don't really know the reason why the A1C was better in that subgroup with the GFR less than 60 in the BRIGHT study, but it is very interesting. So what are the key messages, Dr. Chang, for basal insulin treated patients who have type 2 diabetes and impaired renal function out of today's conversation? I think the key message to take away is that those patients are at higher risk of hypoglycemia. And therefore, we do need to be very mindful of that. We need to be educating our patients for what those symptoms are. We need to be proactively reducing that risk. I would look for saponiureas and either reduce dose or eliminate in that kind of situation. I would look at the basal insulin that I'm using and dose appropriately to minimize the risk of hypoglycemia. And when choosing a basal insulin, I would preferentially choose those that we know can give less hypoglycemia, which would be the second generation basal insulin analogs. And then between the two basal analogs, I've discussed the data and the limitations of the data. So there certainly is an interesting hypothesis that has been generated that perhaps Glargine 300 would be a safer option, but that I think has yet to be proven definitively. Well, thank you for uh, joining us for today's podcast. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in to Diving Into Diabetes and our podcast series. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our deep dive today into the topic of renal impairment in type 2 diabetes with a focus on second generation basal insulins. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and stay tuned for new releases.